some crazy dogs and have some fun. Get your popcorn ready. I'm here, so I won't get fined. It's about the stupid, I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No! What? Get your big butt out of here! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast, brought to you by ShopFantasyGuides.com. I'm former player and Debbie analyst Jesse Preston, and I am joined tonight by the owner and operator of Fantasy Guides, Stephen Rippey. And we lost Casey at the last minute. Uh, he had some family stuff come up. Casey, we're sorry to hear about your your wife's loss. Make sure tell Alicia that we feel bad and and we're sorry for her loss. Um, so, but we're going to go on without Casey for tonight. And on tonight's episode, this is our week two recap. And generally speaking, this time of year, we learned last year, this is really the panic meter episode. Uh, we can talk a little bit, Stephen, about where you are with this stuff. If you are full panic, if uh, we're, you see panic from the fans and from fantasy yeah. owners for sure. But I think you can tell some to chill and then some to maybe start getting a little worried. Yeah, maybe we could do a, what is it, like a zero to 10 panic meter? Sure, let's do that. If we, if right. we think of, there's certain things that... Uh, there are some tens out there, I believe. <laughs> I think that might have just happened tonight. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to get into some of Steve's hits and misses from his, uh, you know, some of his starts and sit, sit advice from this past week. We'll get into missing points, which I think is a huge thing to understand as a fantasy owner. Some interesting stats and replacing Nick Chubb. Uh, if you haven't seen, devastating knee injury leg folding completely in half really really bad looking thing uh that they you know refuse to even show the replay kind of deal which is terrible uh especially for a guy that's playing as well as he was he just has really looked good so that's too bad and then uh we will do a couple waivers and then get to listener questions at the end and uh steven time permitting i know it's not as fun without casey but nfl trivia if we get there okay sounds good all right, so let's jump into the games, and and I think that we might as well just talk about the games that are going on right now. We got the uh, dual format Monday night games. I do. I I will just say that I liked they they actually because it's ABC and ESPN, and they kind of work together. They were doing some simulcast stuff, which I thought huh. was kind of cool. Um, you know, they were showing both the games at the same time every once in a while, and it was easy to switch back and forth between those two. So we had. Um, the Browns are ahead 22 to 19 in the third quarter. So we, we won't know everything about that game, but the biggest news is the Nick Chubb injury. Steven, what should people do if they are Nick Chubb owners? Oh, this is, this has just been a horrific start to the season. We've seen last week, JK Dobbins out for the year. Um, this week, Saquon Barkley out multiple weeks. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers week one. Um, I feel like there's been a couple others that I'm blanking on right now that I'll probably remember as we go through this. Uh, but then yeah, Nick Chubb. What's sad is he's going to be 28, I believe, in either the, maybe in December. Uh, this feels like it could be. I don't know. I, I hate to say a career ender, but he's not. He's not that young, you know. Right. Going into his age 28 season, this is kind of the last thing you want to see. Um, I'm just bummed about it. I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt like that. It was yeah. gruesome to see. Um, so, yeah, if you've got Nick Chubb, Andrew was working on his – he had submitted all his waiver wire stuff to me. I was working on that earlier today. And, of course, he had to adjust it to for this. Um, I think the immediate – you have to try to add Jerome Ford. Make no mistake, he's not going to replace Nick Chubb, not even close. Looks like – I haven't been watching this one, Jesse. Um, I've just been kind of seeing the updates come through on my phone, but I've been getting ready for the podcast. Um, and I did see Jerome Ford did uh, break off a 69-yarder. So nice. his stat line looks <laughs> decent in this, but this is just uh, – I'm just bummed about it, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you're going to have to go try to add Jerome Ford. Who knows? Like, I would add – you know, you probably can get him for free. Add a Leonard Fournette who might be in free agency, you know, when you do your waivers tomorrow, probably don't have to spend anything on him just in case. Um, It does make me wonder, you know, the Colts were looking to trade Jonathan Taylor. I don't know. Contract wise. I think the Browns are, I don't know if they have a ton of room. I don't really know what their cap situation is. Um, I haven't had a chance to look at it before this. Who knows? You know, 
that that I mean that would be a, a perfect fit, a good offensive line, good running back, but uh yeah, not quite sure what'll happen there. So anyway, those are some of the guys I would add in the short term. Uh just looking at this these some of these stat lines though, this is this is gross. Unless you're George Pickens, this is not some good stat lines that I'm well, seeing. Well both both QBs are right around fifty percent completion percentage, you know? Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and this then is- and both, well, Deshaun Watson, 107 passing yards. Yeah. This was the thing I was worried about with Deshaun Watson was I I expect him to be back, but there was also a very bad version of him last year and how much of that is going to carry over into this season. And, well, it looks like this is one of those games where he looks, he looks pretty terrible. Um, the receivers, no stats really to speak of. Amari Cooper, three receptions for 34 yards. Elijah Moore, is he playing, Jesse? Do we know? I, yeah, I mean, he's he he had some missing points because he can't get two feet down. So hmm. he had several times where he had one foot in. Uh, I think, you know, my, my biggest takeaway is just from watching that game is the Steelers need to get George Pickens the ball more. Apparently. And, and the Browns need to get David Njoku the ball more. I saw his 29-yard long that he had there of his 35 yeah. yards that – one catch on 29, he broke like four tackles. I just feel yeah. like he's kind of a freak of nature and they need to start using him more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I kind of like, I feel like the Cleveland offense isn't that good. Um, I don't, well, I don't know what be, I think of the, the guy coordinating worse. that offense. Yeah. It's going to be even worse now. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, another guy I guess you could consider is Pierre strong, former Patriot running back. Uh, because we don't know how this is going to shake out. They're going to add somebody. Somebody's right. coming in. I don't know that it'll be Kareem Hunt because I don't think that the parting was so was was all that great between the t- the them and the two of them. So I don't know if they'll add him, but like I said maybe Leonard Fournette uh as well. Uh panic meter on the on the Browns, I would put it high uh, about a 5 at least for Deshaun Watson and his receivers. And then on the Pittsburgh side, I'm going to go ahead and write down a 10 for Najee Harris on the panic meter. Yeah. Uh, six carries, four yards. I just, One reception I, for zero yards. This is really bad. All right, moving to our next game. The Saints uh, beat the Panthers 20-17. to 17. Bryce Young took them right down the field and scored at the end of the game, running a hurry-up offense, and it kind of makes me feel like maybe they should try and open it up a little bit for him because he actually looked really good on that final drive. But that was about half of his total yards that he had for the night. So uh, the Saints' defense is a big takeaway for me. They looked really good. They did not give up a touchdown until that final drive. Um, so they they looked really solid. Um, Adam Thielen was the one that caught the touchdown. He had nine targets. I don't know. I just I'm not excited really about anything going on with the Panthers. And then Chris Olave had. Some just unbelievable plays in that game. 11 targets, too. He wasn't quite as efficient as he could have been because he only had six catches. But I do think this guy's kind of a freak, and I do think that Derek Carr is is looking his way a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. We do know Derek Carr can make a, a, a wide receiver one. He he can carry a guy that way when he really likes him. So I'm, I'm, I'm really high on Chris Olave moving forward. Yeah, so, so I was watching that game a little bit while it was on the TV, and... Did Chris Olave must have had a he must be on some missing points because I saw a play where it looked like he scored a touchdown. They signaled a touchdown, but it was near, near the sidelines. Yeah, he so stepped out on the back. he stepped out on the seven yard line actually when they oh. when they replayed it. So yeah, and That's it was like it was like points. his yeah it was his pinky toe. Okay, so <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to get those removed, barely. man. Cut those off. <laughs> just cut them off. Yeah. Yeah. Taysom Hill played a ton in this game too, which I thought was kind of interesting. Had a bunch of carries. They were throwing him the ball. He was lined up at quarterback. Um, you know, not a guy you can ever rely on, but just an interesting observation. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that the Saints, you know, off to a 2-0 and start. I think Derek Carr looks solid. Uh, he, yeah. he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he still is just in control and looks like an NFL quarterback. And you know, for some of these teams, I think that that could be good enough to get some wins, you know? Yeah. And then, um, I, I would say Michael Thomas still a little bit on the radar, you know, I think he could be, if he stays healthy, a decent flex play, kind of a, n- n- nobody that's going to win you your league, but, but a solid contributor on your teams. 
Tony Jones Jr. was an interesting uh, development. He got a ton of short yardage carries. If they had a short yardage on any down and then down by the goal line, he got all the short yardage stuff. So maybe it's uh, karma. You know, Jamal Williams used to vulture. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who was he? Wasn't it Swift that he was vulturing yeah. all the time? Yeah. So now he's he's getting vultured by Tony Jones Jr. I don't know if that's a big acquisition or anything, but he did have two touchdown runs and he looked good. And I... I I forgot I had forgotten about him old Notre Dame player that is kind of resurfacing. So this was his first yeah. game where he and he actually had more carries than Taysom Hill or Jamal Williams. So was was Williams hurt? I had seen something pop on my phone that said he was uh maybe headed to the locker room, so that could be why. Maybe that's why Taysom Hill was getting all those yeah. carries. That would make a little more sense actually. All right, moving on to our next game. Uh we'll go just down to let's we already talked about the Thursday night game when, when yep. we talked on the flex. flex. So we'll go into the, let's go Packers and Falcons. Mm-hmm. How about them Falcons? The 2-0 and Falcons won 25-24. Yeah. What were your takeaways from that game? Jesse, did you see the, have you seen any of those episodes of quarterback on, um, is it Amazon? Yeah, I think that does it? it's Netflix, Netflix. Okay. Um, I'm three or four episodes in. Um, yeah, I've seen two of them, but I just remember watching the first episode and how Mariota like lost them their first two games from just horrific play, like fumbling a snap and then throwing a pick in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, w- w- without those turnovers, it looks like the Falcons might actually, you know, win some of these games. Uh, Ritter, you know, he doesn't look great still. 19 out of 32, 237 yards, touchdown interception. Um, but uh, it, better than last week. I, I do like that he had 10 rushing attempts. You know, that's that's exciting. I still think he could, excuse me, provide some of that Mariota dual threat ability we saw last year that made Mariota uh, startable, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And this game, he actually threw to Drake London. Seven targets, six receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. So that's promising. I think the biggest thing for me is Bijan looks insane to me. He looks right. so good. And even though Tyler Algier is still getting 50% of the snaps, Bijan still had 19 rushing attempts in a mm-hmm. split in like a committee in like a 50, and 50 f- committee and four catches. Yeah. Five targets. So I don't know if you remember Jesse, I had posted um, sometime this off season that Desmond Ritter had like the second highest target rate to running backs. Mm-hmm. And that's showing to be true so far. He's been dumping it like, Bijan had six receptions last week. So Bijan looks amazing. Even in a not full-time role, he's going to be fine. He's going to finish probably top five at his position, especially with all the injuries to the position now. Um, and then on the Packers side of the ball, Jordan Love, what back-to-back weeks of three touchdown passes. So that's that's good. I mean, he he looks streamable at this point as a, as a second quarterback. Um, A.J. Dillon, though, He's just so boring. I'm like every time he gets, you know, a chance to be the guy, it's just, he just doesn't ever come through. It it seems to me. So he's one of these guys that right now he just had 15 attempts for 55 yards, no touchdowns. I I recommended him as a starter to people who are asking in certain situations because I figured he'd get a, a decent workload. And he, and he did, you know, 15 rushing attempts is good. Um, but just not doing enough with it. So he, I don't know if he's not droppable at this point, but we know Aaron Jones is going to come back and he is nothing compared to Aaron Jones. Um, the receivers, nothing too exciting other than Jaden Reed getting the two touchdowns, but it was still only on four receptions for 37 yards. Hard to get super excited about that. Cause without those touchdowns, that stat line is pretty mediocre. So I'm more excited about, Jordan Love and Aaron Jones when he com- comes back. These other guys, uh, I-, I think it's going to be really hard to trust any of these receivers, you know, in- as a weekly start in your lineup. Yeah, I agree. You just don't know where the ball's going, and it's a lot of short stuff. Um, they're, you know, they're trying to protect Jordan Love. Um, the only other thing I'll add in on this game is I saw Desmond Ritter throw what should have been a pick six, and it just bounced right off of the defensive back's hands, right in the flats. Um, so, Oh yeah, you know, Jacob mentioned that as we should have included that in missing points. <laughs> well, I was I was actually joking with him about it that it should okay. be in there. 
just because uh you guys keep track of those things Mm -hmm. but it's like it's it's just funny because that would have had a huge effect on the game and he kind of got away with one there he still threw a pick i think desmond ritter is your classic he's not actually that good of an nfl quarterback but he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback Exactly. Kind of the, I, I, the Daniel I Jones, Daniel Jones syndrome is how I look at that. Completely agree. I, I totally agree with that. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Raiders at bills. The bills won 38 to 10. They, they got right. Um, Josh Allen looked more like Josh Allen, two seventy four, three touchdowns. Uh, you told me right before the weekend started to, to go ahead and throw James cook into my flex. And that was a great move. He got a ton of, he got he got 17 carries 123 yards and then four catches uh, to go along with that so he looked like what we were hoping James Cook could be yeah no he's looking good i still think we have to worry he we we talked about this in the offseason he's just not going to get the touchdowns right you know so i don't think we need to worry too much about it i think that's just it just is what it is he, he's he can still be an rb2 in, P- in PPR, maybe he could be, again, I keep bringing up with all these injuries, he could probably be an RB1, probably not a high-end RB1, because I-, I think he's probably only going to get a handful of touchdowns this year. But he looks good. He's efficient. Um, he's actually on pace. I heard this stat this morning for 247 carries and 68 catches. Again, this is only two weeks, but that's a huge workload. So he doesn't need to get touchdowns for for that to be really good. So uh love him um digs i think that this score and this box score is a little bit of an indictment of the denver broncos defense because they made jimmy garoppolo look good and then this is how i think jimmy garoppolo really is i think he's just the bills pulled low average quarterback the bills pulled his mask off yeah exactly like the scooby-doo memes that you see uh yep yep gabe davis this was one of your classic gabe davis uh big blow up games, you know, six receptions, 92 yards and a touchdown. You'll be so tempted to throw him in your lineup next week and he will, he will hurt you. <laughs> so <laughs> but I, I think Gabe Davis is actually the perfect like flex play, you know, especially if you have a league where you have like two flexes, you know, he's not going to get you consistent play, but he's going to get you those spike weeks that help you win uh, a particular week. So he, he was the guy this week, Stefan Diggs, seven receptions, 66 yards, just he just didn't get a touchdown, but Diggs, he's always good. Um, Kincaid looked better, you know, five receptions, 43 yards. Um, I think he's going to have his big games at some point, but I think he's going to be inconsistent. Da- Dawson Knox got the touchdown this week. I think I heard that they were splitting um, the, the snap percentage between the two tight ends. I think it was literally like a 50 50 snap share between the two. So um, he'll have some, some big games, but he's going to be hard to trust in your lineup. How sure? Uh, how worried? Uh, how worried should we be about the Josh Jacobs line? <laughs> well, I'm moving over to to, to Vegas now. Uh, well, first let's start with Garoppolo. He, I did see the first series, Jesse, and he looked good. And I was like, oh, it was like first series of the game. They go down the field and score a touchdown, and that was pretty much it for the game for them. <laughs> uh, Josh Jacobs, yeah. So I posted about this. He had more rushing yards on the season last week after one week than he does after two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't usually happen. Yeah. Negative right. two rushing yards on nine attempts. Um, panic meter for Josh Jacobs. I would put it at a, uh, let's say a five. Cause he's still getting this one. He didn't get to get enough work because of the way that the, the game script went, but he did get six targets. So that's good. He got five receptions for 51 yards. Um, that was enough to sort of salvage his day a little bit and not have him completely crush your fantasy team. Um, he'll have better games. He's still getting the kind of usage you want to see for a running back. And again, probably they're going to be the theme of the show with all the injuries. You probably don't want to get rid of Josh Jacobs. If you have him, you, you probably want to hold there. Um, and then Devonte Adams, he was injured. Um, I don't know if it was, I, I th- thought I heard it was like maybe a hamstring injury, but he looked good. That guy's a stud, six receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. He's QB proof. QB proof. That's right. All right. I got a panic meter one for you. How about panic meter on just the Bengals as a team? Uh, lost to the Baltimore Ravens, 27-24. And all these, they're, they're just like Joe Burrow haters and everybody wants to burn the whole thing to the ground. 
uh, classic, I think, panicking a little early. What do you think? Yeah. I it, Doesn't it amaze you how someone like Josh Allen and Joe Burrow can have these amazing playoff runs or seasons and they seem untouchable, right? Until the next season when they struggle a little bit and then they're they're just they suck. Right. It's just Everyone amazing. Decides that. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's we as you and I have talked about this, how the meter, you know, oh, yeah. how it's like yeah. pegged to one end or the other. There's no like <laughs> there's no uh, toggle on it. No. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried just because Joe Burrow and that calf injury, calf injury and he is, he appeared to re injure it. Oh, um, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, he says he should be fine, but I don't know. He doesn't seem right. The team doesn't seem right. So I'm a little bit worried as far as ceiling goes. I still think they're going to be fine for fantasy, but you know, I'm a little bit worried that I might have used too high a draft capital on Jamar Chase. Right. You know, I did take him over Christian McCaffrey in a league, and I don't love that at all right now. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about the the. We could just say the entire offense. I would put it at, you know, probably a six. I'm a, I'm a little bit worried. Uh, Joe Mixon, 13 attempts for 59 yards. Um, he's going to be a decent RB two. He's just getting enough volume, so don't sell Joe Mixon. Um, don't trade away Jamar Chase. And then Tyler uh, T Higgins, he came through. We talked about it last week. You're not going to get eight targets and zero receptions. Very often, he came through with a big game. Eight receptions, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and then on the Baltimore side of the ball, Lamar Jackson doing what he does best. Uh, came through with a big performance. He popped up on some missing points. Could have been, I believe, the QB1. Um, actually, let me pull that up. What was the uh, what was the thing with him? I'm for, I posted about it today, and now I'm blanking on what it was. Um, so Jacob puts these together, but... OBJ went down on the at the one on a reception, then Lamar overthrew Zay Flowers on what would have been a 40 yard, 41 yard touchdown. Plus, Mark Andrews couldn't haul in a 13 yard touchdown pass. I did see the Mark Andrews one, uh, a rare drop from him. So he still came through 22.9 points, but could have had 37 points. So big games are coming for Lamar. Um, last week he looked bad, but he seemed to rebound this week. Uh, and then as far as the running backs, it was basically a 50, 50 on the carries justice Hill, 11 Gus Edwards, 10 Gus Edwards still though. That guy is always averaging over five yards per carry. He had 10 carries for 6.2 yards. Let me see if it shows his career average on this thing, his career average. It's going to be 4.8 or something. <laughs> it's 5.2 yards per carry. Oh, he's over Gus- five. Wow. That's imp- I mean, that's for a guy that nobody talks about. That's pretty impressive for a six foot one, two hundred thirty eight pound running back. So I, I do like Gus Edwards. I don't think he has a huge ceiling, but I think he's going to be very startable uh, going forward. And then, of course, you know the receivers that we all the one receiver from the Ravens we all knew was going to pop off in pop off in this game. Zay or Nelson Aguilar. Five receptions, 63 <laughs> yards, and a touchdown. That's frustrating. Um, but I, I still think Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews are the guys you want there. OBJ left with an ankle injury, but he's supposed to be back next week. Uh, Rashad Bateman was still in on like 90-some percent route participation in this one, but didn't get anything done. I do think we will see Bateman pop, you know, show up in some of these games with some big games, but he's not he's not trustable right now. He's not startable. All right, our next game went to overtime. The Seahawks were at the Lions and ended up winning 37-31. Geno looked good. Jared Goff looked decent. Um, Kenneth Walker still getting it done. Well, yeah, he had two touchdowns, I guess, not a ton of yards. Uh, Amon Ra looked good. Kind of a lot of good fantasy players in this one. Yeah, Geno also, I don't know if you saw another fun soundbite in this one. Did you happen to see that one? Uh Uh-uh, what was it? Well, so last week he had a funny soundbite where Aaron Donald was coming through the line and he's like, God damn, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they, they caught his mic. And then um, on this one, the referee was trying to call something and Gino's trying to plead his case. And the referee goes, hey, sorry, I'm talking to America right now. Oh, yeah, I did <laughs> see that one, actually. I didn't know it was Gino talking to him. OK, yeah. Yeah, I saw absolutely. the I'm talking to America thing. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, Gino. So this was the game we talked about, Jesse, where I was like, if he doesn't get something done in this one. I'm going to maybe start to panic a little bit that it was kind of a one-year wonder thing. And he did come through for us. 328 
uh, passing yards on 41 attempts, two touchdowns. Uh, so he he's back. Kenneth Walker, you know, we I was worried. I think we all agreed, and maybe this happens towards the second half of the season. Excuse me, but um, Zach Charbonnet not really having much of an impact on Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, 17 attempts. That's as, about as good as you want to get from your running back. So I, I'm very happy with what I'm seeing from Walker. He came through in this one. DK Metcalf got injured in this one. But as Metcalf always does, he comes back. The guy never stays. Have you ever noticed that when he gets injured? He never comes. He, he never leaves the game. He always seems to make it back in the game. Uh, I still think bigger games are coming for Metcalf. Six receptions, 75 yards, no touchdowns. Um, but Tyler Lockett, we I recommended him to pretty much anybody who I could tell that asked a Tyler Lockett question uh, to start him. And he can't, he bounced back eight receptions, 60 yards, and a, two touchdowns. So that guy's going to be a stud. The one guy that I don't think is very startable right now is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, he's just not on the field enough. They do right. a, a lot of 12 personnel, and he's not on the field for that. So he's going to be very, very hard to trust. Uh, and then on the Detroit side of the ball, David Montgomery is expected to miss some time. Uh, so I want to think Jameer Gibbs, you you want him to be an RB1 moving forward, but I just never know with these Detroit Lions, the coaches. You know, it never happened for DeAndre Swift. I don't know how much of a workload they'll get to Gibbs, but either way, I, I do think he should be good going forward, but it wasn't a great stat line this week as far as the rushing was concerned. Seven attempts for just 17 yards. Like right. you would have thought he would have got more, especially with David Montgomery going out. Well, it's at really least. interesting just as a theme because when he was at Alabama, everybody kind of expected him to be the alpha, but it really, he started the season as a receiving back and it's almost like he has to ease into the running game or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was interesting. He became more of a runner later in the season. So maybe we'll see something similar here. He did have seven catches uh, I know, nine, that's, on nine targets. So that's the good thing right. is he will, he's, uh, I just would like, if, if, imagine this guy with a full-time role what right. he could look like. So, um, and then Amon Ra, he got banged up. I don't know if he's expected to miss some time, but he came through as always six receptions, 102 yards, Josh Reynolds, five receptions, 66 yards and two touchdowns. He's going to be in our waiver wire post. He had a decent game last week and then showed up again this week. So, uh, DJ Chark's expected to miss some time. So I think that, uh, yeah, I think he could be a decent ad in this one. Nice. All right, next game. Let's talk panic meter on the Los Angeles Chargers, who lost in overtime to Tennessee, 27-24. to 24. I see a lot of people calling for that coach's head. Uh, they don't like that he's a defensive-minded guy and that everyone can move the ball on them. So mm-hmm. um, we had Derrick Henry running 25 times for 80 yards and a touchdown. Ryan Tannehill even scoring decent because he did have a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. I mean, to be fair, 25 rushes from Derrick Henry and only 80 yards isn't the, the worst thing in the world, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, this is kind of – I had talked about this, Jesse, on the flex that I don't love the Chargers traveling east to play a team like Tennessee. I do think they have better weapons in uh, Los Angeles, but I I think a team like Tennessee can can bully them a little bit. Um, Derek Henry didn't have a big game, but still gave you 16 fantasy points. So he's fine. Um, Deandre Hopkins, I believe was on a pitch count on this one. I think he had a 70% snap share, something around there. He's usually closer to 90. So they, he was limited in this one. They're trying to ease him back from that injury. Uh, I think he'll be fine, uh, moving forward. Um, Traylon Burks almost, he had a long play where he almost scored a touchdown, um, he's looking a little bit better, still probably not super startable, but somebody, if you have him on your roster, keep holding on to him, um, on the charger side of the ball, Justin Herbert, 41 attempts, 305 yards, two touchdowns. He came through for you. Uh, Eckler was out in this one, Joshua Kelly, 13 attempts, 39 yards. He was somebody that I hate. I got so many questions about Joshua Kelly this weekend. And it, so many of them were like him or, um, or the running back for the the Colts, Zach Moss. Mm-hmm. And I think I 
for all of those people recommended Josh Kelly over Zach Moss. So I apologize mm. to everybody for that. <laughs> but I was, I, I did say I didn't love Joshua Kelly. I thought this was a tough matchup. I just expected him to get enough volume to get you something, you know, and he didn't really get you very much in this one, unfortunately. Uh, maybe that Austin Eckler is uh, just a lot better. And that's why someone like Kelly doesn't get a lot of work. Well, and I think Kellen Moore liked the passing game because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams had <laughs> some big games. Yeah. Uh, 23 targets between the two of them. Keenan Allen's a stud. He's going to be a wide receiver one. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that that guy stays healthy. And then Mike Williams, I I think he's kind of like Gabe Davis. You know, I think he's probably a little more consistent than Gabe Davis, but he's going to get you these kind of big weeks. But he's not he's not going to get you the consistency of someone like Keenan Allen. Um, That's kind of it for the, the receivers right now. I don't think, you know, Quentin Johnston, obviously not startable, probably not rosterable in a lot of leagues um but uh but those at least the two top receivers you can you can count on them i had i had worries about quentin johnston i just think uh you know casey was the one that pointed out that he just had some room to grow as a wide receiver technically Mm -hmm. and uh and then had some issues with drop balls and things like that that he thought might materialize at the next level and and i think it it has so all right i got another panic meter question for you here uh justin fields as the bears lose (laughs) again Tampa Bay 27, Chicago 17, Baker Mayfield looks really good. And Justin Fields, there's starting, starting to creep in some, some whispers of might not be an NFL franchise quarterback. It's feeling that way, isn't it? Um, Well, here's a stat line as a fantasy manager. I don't like to see four rushing attempts in this one for three yards. That is not cheat code material. If he's going to be good for fantasy, he's got to run. Four rushes for thir- three yards is not going to get it done. Uh, I would put the panic meter on him at s- probably a seven because he's not running like he was. I guess he did get nine attempts last week, but I, it's two It's two weeks. He did have some games last year at the beginning of the year where he didn't rush as many times, but we need to see it starting next week. <laughs> they need to start running the ball to him. Uh, the running backs, they just didn't, there's just not enough volume in this one. You know, only seven attempts for Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, only four. We need to see more like this offense moving the football for these guys to be relevant. Um, DJ Moore, though, he did. He did have his big game, six receptions, 104 yards, Um, had a long play where he almost scored. So could it been even better? Um, Chase Claypool actually came through the touchdown in this one when there was rumors that he wasn't even going to be starting. He was going to be a healthy scratch. Um, So, yeah, I'm panicking a little bit on the Bears. Uh, The Bucks, though. Baker Mayfield, uh, is he having a turnaround in his career? 317 yards and a touchdown. I think it's still way too early to say he's kind of having a bounce back, but I do like what I've seen out of him. Um, Rashad White was a guy I recommended as a start this week. He came through 17 attempts, 73 yards and a touchdown. He's going to be an RB too, you know, five receptions for, it was only 30 yards, but I think he's going to get the kind of volume and especially in the receiving game you want to see. Uh, and then Mike Evans, can we stop doubting this guy? Uh, <laughs> he was Jesse in, in best ball leagues going as the wide receiver 38. Yeah. And he'd never finished lower than I, I believe wide receiver 22, six receptions, 171 yards and a touchdown. Yes. He's going to have some down games, but there's very few receivers you can say that aren't going to have down games. So Mike Evans is a stud and Chris Godwin still be patient with him. I still think he's going to come through for you. Uh, when the season is said and done, five receptions, 58 yards, didn't completely burn you, but obviously didn't win you a week either. Uh, I think bigger games are coming for him. All right, next game here. Hopefully you took the under because the Chiefs had 17 and the Jaguars nine. There's no way that the over-under was 20-something on that that one. Uh, when we talked about it before, we thought maybe there could be a lot of points here with two really good quarterbacks, but uh, interestingly enough, there wasn't. No touchdowns for Jacksonville and then that Jacksonville receiver room is just kind of confusing as hell because you had Christian Kirk who we were thinking could maybe be the odd man out come out with a 14 target 11 catch game 110 yards receiving both Calvin Ridley and uh, Zay Jones had some missing points so something to consider Zay Jones pulled your uh, who was the guy last week Higgins had eight targets no catches he had six catches no catches yeah it's they, uh, I'll tell you what, Jacksonville was featured heavily on missing points this week. Uh, Zay Jones, 
16 and a half missing points. Just both he and uh, Calvin Ridley could not get their feet down. Uh, Calvin Ridley, 16 missing points, only ended up with five, 5.2 points. Uh, Zay Jones, zero points in this one. And then obviously that affects Trevor Lawrence. So I think this was just one of those sloppy, kind of unlucky games. The Chiefs are kind of annoying me right now because we keep counting on big fantasy days in the in these games. And it's been like defensive struggles in these ones. So right. I'm not panicking on the Jaguars. I think this was just kind of a bad game. Everybody along uh, down the board other than Christian Kirk had a, had bad games. Uh, Christian Kirk, I think he's still good. This is probably the – he didn't get a touchdown, so maybe not the best game of the season. But I doubt – I highly doubt we see another 11 reception game from him this year. Um, and what's sad is a lot of people probably did not start him. Uh, yeah, and then the the Chiefs one is really interesting because you just you, you can't start any wide receiver with any kind of confidence mm-hmm. at all. You have no mm-hmm. idea where the ball's going. They're going to spread it around. We thought maybe we'd see more Rasheed Rice, um, but it's it's like I mean the part that's funny is how many players had a catch. One, two, it's so three, funny. You four, took five, six, seven. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. I, that was literally going to be the next thing I was going to say. Is like look at jacksonville's like how many people caught passes there and then look at kansas city i have to keep scrolling to see everybody that was you know thrown to yeah you can't trust anybody other than travis kelsey right now um patrick mahomes i wonder how long he can feels like carry this team on his back right now you know um he this team just does not look good i do think we're going to see those over unders for chiefs games come down as the season goes on um I just don't think you're going to see a lot of big performances outside of Kelsey. And I do wonder, he was coming back from that injury. So he did look not quite like the normal Kelsey, only four receptions for 26 yards. He doesn't score that touchdown. That stat line does not look very good. All right. Next game here, Indianapolis was at Houston and they ended up pulling out a win 31 to 20. I think big takeaways from this one is is CJ Stroud looked like an NFL quarterback. He looked pretty solid. And then Anthony Richardson had a head injury, I believe. So started off the game well, but got knocked out. Correct. Yeah. He uh, was looking like a man on a mission. He looked awesome to start the game. Ran one in. You know, when you see these players and when you're watching on TV, it looks like, oh, why isn't he running faster? Oh, it's he's jogging because he knows he's he's already going to house it. You know, he had one of those runs where he was he was coasting from like the 10 yard line and you knew no one was going to touch him. And then he had another one where he really took a a shot and it wasn't so much the hit from the player, but it was his head bouncing off the turf. Mm. You know, when when they they land on their butt and then their head hits the ground that knocked him out. Uh, He otherwise he would have probably put up 40 points in this one. Um, My takeaway from the Colts is I need to be higher on Michael Pittman, Jr., uh, second straight week with a good game. Eight eight receptions in this one on 12 targets. Um, I believe he had like a 39% target share in this one. So Michael Pittman uh, was a guy I was not targeting at all and was probably telling people not to draft him. Uh, I think I'm going to be wrong on that one. Uh, he looks good. And then on the Houston side of the ball, uh, CJ Stroud looking kind of good, actually. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. 47 passing attempts. I think he leads the NFL right now in passing attempts. Uh, If he's going to throw the ball that much, that's going to make him somewhat relevant. And it's definitely going to make some of his wide receivers like Nico Collins, who had a monster game, seven receptions, 146 yards and a touchdown. He was a guy, Jesse, we recommended on almost every post when we were doing those, like what to do with this draft pick as like the last guy to take in your draft. Um, and then we featured him heavily on the waiver wire article last week. So Nico Collins, I, I get a lot of people asking, should we sell high on him? I, I don't think you need to sell high. I think if you got him, great, you know, use him. Right. I don't right. think you're going to get a lot for him. So I, I just say, get him in your lineup. Um, and then Damian Pierce, I'm worried about him. Panic meter. I'm going to put that at like a seven or an eight, 15 rushing attempts for 31 yards. And the Colts have a decent defense, but it's not a suffocating defense. I think we're going to see a lot of inconsistency from Damian Pierce. I'm worried about him. Yeah, I on the Nico Collins thing, uh, he's I own him more than any other player because it just seemed <laughs> like that particular part of the draft. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of value there. And then, yeah, it was similar to your Mike Evans take, he was a guy I was high on in the offseason. So it's it's yeah. been cool watching him pan out. And then, yeah, I am also 
very worried about Damian Pierce. Um, I had him in the flex in one of my leagues and I might be looking elsewhere moving forward in the flex. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have concerns there as well. All right. Uh, 49ers and Rams 49ers ended up winning 30 to 23 and everybody who made fun of me using 50% of my fab on Puka Nakua can suck it. Cause oh, I love it. I love it. 20, when Jesse says suck it. <laughs> 20 targets, 15 catches, 147 yards. They just, they plugged this kid in to the Cooper cup role, which is what Steven said. If this happens, then you want to use half your fab. I mean, this guy could be a league winner. Um, I, he looks legit, man. Um, if he stays healthy, he he's doing a great job. I loved him at I loved him at Washington. That's how back far back he goes because he transferred from Washington over to BYU. So I thought he was a great player back then. Uh, I did go and find the the uh, the post that I had made about Puka Nakua in like September of last year. Uh, oh, I tried to find that one. Was there a post? Yeah, I, I made one. I made one, which was funny because I found it, and what I realized about it is I said. Uh, I did one. It was, it was Baylor was at BYU and I said, BYU wins and covers and enters the national discussion. Puka Nakua excels and NFL stout scouts start to take notice. Puka Nakua didn't play that game and was injured and BYU won. So like BYU did win and cover and entered the national discussion. And then Puka Nakua didn't come back. He wasn't in that game, but I still, I'm telling you right now, I got receipts September 8th of 2022. Nice. We were scouting this guy. So oh, send me that. I want to, cause I was trying to find, I was like, I know Jesse talked about him like a year ago. So yeah, that's me. Cool. Uh, yeah. So did you see Jesse? I posted, I don't do these very often, but a meme post. Which one was that? Puka. Uh, I put it up or like later this afternoon. Um, basically from, did you ever watch, uh, have you gotten to watch the, uh, the boys yet? Oh no, but yeah, I saw your meme. And yeah, you said that that's a pretty decent show. It's so good, it, especially for someone like you who loves superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got you, you need to start it. Make that a homework assignment for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he looks great. I mean, wh- wh- why are people doubting him at this point? That oh, I, I heard people say once Cooper Cup comes back, like sell him before P- Cooper Cup comes back. Do we not remember when Robert Woods and Cooper Cup both finished as wide receiver ones? You know, yeah. just a few years ago, yeah. um, and OBJ was good a few years ago um, for the Rams. No, I think Puka is here to stay. He's going to be a wide receiver one absolutely until Cooper Cup comes back. And here's the thing: now with what Puka's doing, do they even need to rush Cooper Cup back? Right. You know, they might take it. He might sit out a few more games just based on this. So. Keep riding this wave because I even think when Cooper Cup comes back, he's going to be serviceable and definitely flex worthy in your lineup. So how about Kyron Williams, a guy that we kind of buried <laughs> after yes. his terrible Jesse, 40 time? <laughs> I feel bad because you were so high on him, too. Oh, you, I, you I loved him at Notre Dame. He mm-hmm. I mean, he was an absolute playmaker. And I was like, this guy, this guy is such a great third down back type of, you know, receiving back. He's going to be great in an NFL offense. We just buried the guy. And yeah, he's he's uh, risen to the top here in this Rams backfield and a huge, huge game. Yeah, he ran like a 4.740 and you took his draft card and you tore it up. No, you guys made me. You yeah, made well, me. Well, listen, it had to be done. We I, Not only did we tear it up, but then we burned it. <laughs> That's we, true. I, 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 That's I don't true. smoke very often, but I lit a cigarette. No, I don't smoke at all. <laughs> I don't smoke at all, but, but the visual is good. No, he, he looks amazing. And the fact that... Uh, Cam Akers is now on the trade block. Kyron Williams is going to be very serviceable. And that's another guy I'm not looking to get rid of. If I right. got him off of, cause nobody drafted him, but if you right. got him off of waivers, be excited about it. Um, just hold on to him. Cause I, I don't see how they're going to stop going to him because he's looked that good. Um, and then on the 49ers side of the ball, didn't we talk about this, Jesse, like Debo? We wouldn't, I think you, we talked about it on the flex. You said it. Yeah. I listened to it today. You said right on the flex. You said, I wouldn't be surprised if Debo bounces back. Yep. He had six receptions for 63 yards and then he had five carries for 38 yards. Did score a touchdown. Ended up with, I believe like 22 fantasy points. He popped up on missing points. Could have had 40 points uh, because Jeez. of some just missed opportunity. So th- this is what we're going to get with the 49ers next week is probably going to be George Kittle, you know, with the big game. So, uh, I think you have to get Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo in your lineup every week. 
uh, and just live with the the heartache when when it doesn't right. happen because the the big games will come. Uh, and then Christian McCaffrey, no surprises here. The guy's the best fantasy running back of all time. And also, did you know Jesse? The big concerns that I think some people had was Elijah Mitchell working into his workload. Christian McCaffrey last week at eighty five percent snap share, and this week a hundred percent snap share. He never came <laughs> off the field, so I guess we don't need to worry about that. Um, he oh, is going to, you know, knock on wood, cross our fingers, uh, light the holy cross or whatever, <laughs> that this guy does not get injured because he's going to, he's going to be the huge difference maker at the running back position this year. All right, this this one was funny to me. This next game here because I had I had the panic meter at an eleven mm-hmm. for the Giants. <laughs> who were losing 20 to nothing to the Cardinals yeah. at halftime. Yeah. And then, and, and I didn't even see what happened in that game. Like I, I had no, I, I was, I, I was ready to start this podcast tonight with how bad are the giants, but they came back, they came back and won 31 to 28. Uh, I didn't really see what happened in the second half there. I know, I think we have an injury to Saquon. What's, yeah. what's going on there? Well, Saquon, uh, high ankle sprain. So, I mean, I, I'm thinking we're probably going to have to expect him to miss close to a month of the season. Um, so not good. If you can pick up Matt Breida, uh, I don't, I don't love Matt Breida uh, as far as like how trustable he is. But you kind of have to add a player like that if you lose right. a player like Saquon Barkley, and it sucks because he had a good game too. He 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 looked really good. He looked awesome in this one, and it just sucks that this happened. Um, I was on full uh, panic meter also, Jesse, because I recommended Daniel Jones as like the quarterback start of the week. Oh, geez. So at halftime, I was like, well, F me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then he completely turned around into finishing uh, the week as the QB one. So he saved me because it was looking bad wow. start. But um, yeah, I think he put up about 30 fantasy points. And the guy has 21 rushing attempts so far this year. We knew he was kind of a sneaky Konami code, but he's like the rushing quarterback right now. He's getting yeah. it done more than anybody. So he's full on Konami code. Um, so, no, that was good to see. I'm still a little nervous about the Giants, though, that this was the Cardinals. You know, this wasn't right. like some some great team that they played against. But like what I've seen from Daniel Jones, like what I've seen from Darren Waller, those now with Barkley out, those are kind of the only two guys I want in my lineup. Um, and then on the Arizona side of the ball, what's going on with Joshua Dobbs? Why is he looking so good? I, I don't understand it. He ruins your defensive matchups each week, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh, James Conner, though, that was a guy I completely was avoiding. Uh, and he's, he, he's you know, he beat cancer and he's doesn't like to be doubted, apparently. So it's just all the volume, man. They they are feeding him 23 the ball attempts. Yeah. yeah, 23 attempts. And uh, I guess he only had one target in this one. Usually he gets more targets than that. Um, and then Zach Ertz, he's a guy I'll bring up. He, I think, is going to be a serviceable tight end just based on volume alone. And then it was nice to see Marquise Brown. I did see his touchdown catch in this one. Six receptions, 54 yards, and a touchdown. These guys are all going to be hit and miss. Uh, but James Conner is probably the one that's the most uh, consistent that you can get in your running back or flex position. Yeah, I had a don't draft any Cardinals strategy, and yeah. then I got auto-drafted Hollywood Brown. <laughs> so I was very frustrated, uh, ended up having to play him. And uh, so, so yeah, catching in touch. That was well, nice. It's a nice, well, little, d- nice little surprise from an auto draft guy. I, I did end up drafting Marquise Brown in one league because he, he was, you know, like when you're doing your sleeper draft and it shows the queue and you're at like pick 118 and then it's like one night, it shows the ADP number next to him, like 118, 123, 124. Marquise <laughs> Brown, it said like 68. And I was like, ah, he's, he's fallen so far at right, this point. Like, right. let me just, but when I did draft him, I looked, I looked away from my phone and did it. So, <laughs> cause I didn't, I, I didn't, I hated the pick, but it, it came through this week. All right. Dallas Cowboys whooped on the jets 30 to 10. Zach Wilson did not look like an NFL quarterback, but I think that the Dallas Cowboys defense is, might be that good, dude. I don't know. Yep. You know, I think the panic meter is still pretty high. In New York, though, um, Brees Hall came out and said, we lost because I touched the ball five <laughs> times. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting way of, of responding. Basically, like, you know, give me the ball. That's why we lost. 
Um, CD Lamb was a guy that you were really high on in the offseason and looked the part in the, in yeah. this game for sure. Yeah, I don't get people want Dak to suck. Everybody wants Dak to not be good, and he's good. He's just a good quarterback. This Jets defense and their secondary is is no slouch. This is a good secondary. And he tore him apart. 31 out of 38, 250 yard, 255 yards and two touchdowns. Looked completely comfortable doing it. Tony Pollard, 25 rushing attempts and seven receptions. Yeah. This guy, he's going to be, again, repeated theme with all the injuries. He's going to be a, a huge difference maker at the running back position at the end of the season. CeeDee Lamb, yeah, the guy's a stud. He just looks good, too. He just looks like such a good wide receiver when you watch him. 11 receptions, 143 yards. So Dallas just looks good. I know that the Jets that weren't expected to win this game, but I don't know. For Right now, I'm 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 high on, on the Cowboys. And then, yeah, the Jets. Brees Hall was my sit of the week, so I'm pretty happy with that call. Did not look good. Nobody on this team looked good, other than Garrett Wilson on that one touchdown that one long touchdown. I don't know what I, I need to think on this a little bit more. I don't know what to think with Garrett Wilson. A lot of people are like, what do I do with Garrett Wilson because of the Aaron Rodgers injury? I mean, if he doesn't score that long touchdown in this one, he's got like no points, two right. receptions, 83 yards and a touchdown, but he did get eight targets. So part of me's leaning towards sell high after this game. If you can, I just still don't think people, I think people see this stat line of two receptions I don't think they're wanting to pay that much for him. So right. I still feel like he's probably going to have to be a hold and you just have to live with it. All right, moving on. The Broncos ended up losing to the Washington commanders. That's two home losses to start the season, 35 to 33, another heartbreaker. It looked like they were going to run away with this game. And then uh, Sam Howell played really well. Brian Robinson put in a couple touchdowns for the commanders. And here we are. Oh, and Oh, and two panic meter. For Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator for the Broncos, is pretty high. I feel like this guy may not survive the season. No. And the Denver Broncos, it's not been fun, Jesse, watching them the last <laughs> couple of years. And I even had Russell Wilson as a start last week. Didn't really come through for me. So I had him as a sit this week, and he just shoves it in my face. But just <laughs> enough just enough to not win. Like right. He wasn't having a great game until that last series, and he throws up a tipped Hail Mary. To, to make the stat line look even better. Um, right. So I was I was a little annoyed with that one. Um, but he did have, you know, six rushing attempts for 56 yards. Russ could be kind of like we just talked about with Desmond Ritter, not a good real-life quarterback. Russ might not be a good real-life quarterback anymore. But if he's going to put up these kind of uh, rushing stats, along with what I think he'll get at least a decent amount in the passing game, he could be a good fantasy quarterback. Um Marvin Mims looked good in this one, but I, he's just not on the field enough. Only two targets, you know, two receptions, 113 yards and a touchdown. So I don't think he's trustable. Uh, right. I don't think he can be in your lineup yet. Cortland Sutton, five for 66. I think, again, he just doesn't seem that good to me right now. I, I was kind of high on him to start the year, but I'm not after the first two weeks. I don't like what I'm seeing. I think we're going to start to see more of Jerry Judy moving forward as well. So, um I don't think you can sell high on Cortland Sutton, but if you can, I, I might try to do it. Uh, and then Brian Robinson, man, uh, it's not like he's great or anything. Kind of reminds me of uh, James Conner a little bit, but 18 rushing attempts, 87 yards, two touchdowns. I did think he looked good in this one. Um, Sam Howell, 20, 290 yards, two touchdowns. Did you see that catch, Jesse, by Terry McLaurin in the back of the end zone? Mm-mm. There was like three Bronco defenders and Terry McLaurin's like mine. <laughs> like, oh, I don't gosh. know how he caught it. That guy's a stud. He's just never has that great of a quarterback. Um, I guess my takeaway from this is McLaurin's going to have some of these games here and there. He's probably the only wide receiver. Well, I, I, I do think Josh Jahan Dotson will have some bigger games. This, this one wasn't one for him, but I, I think this whole team's going to be inconsistent. And that, that goes for pretty much everybody on the field. Um, but if the matchup's there, I think some of the players like Robinson, Sam Howell, and some of the receivers can come through for you. All right. Our last game here, we got the Dolphins beating the Patriots 24-17. to 17. Uh, You had said Hunter Henry was a, a, a sneaky start or a pickup there, and he had six catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown. So, you know, starting, yeah, he, my, starting my evaluation with little Hunter Henry, shout out. Yeah, he made my, uh, my start list this week at tight end. So I'm pretty happy about that one. Uh, he came through for me again. 
Ramondre Stevenson didn't look that good in this one, but he did get bailed out by, I believe there was a pass interference that put the ball at the goal line and he was able to rush in a touchdown. Uh, fortunately, Zeke did not snipe that one from him. Um, but yeah, it's not fun watching the Patriots, <laughs> this offense, other than like Ramondre Stevenson. It's just, it's just a bunch of guys, you know, like Devonte Parker, who I actually thought looked decent in this one, but it's like Parker and Kendrick Bourne and Juju. And it's another one of those receiving lists that you got to scroll yeah. and scroll and scroll to see all the 15 guys that had receptions. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a fun one. I, I the only guy I really like out of this is Ramondre Stevenson. And I do think, I do think we're going to continue to see good weeks from Hunter Henry though. I, I think he was a guy you could get with your last pick in your draft and he's probably going to pan out this year. You don't, you don't like fat Zeke. He had five carries for 13 yards. No. And you know what? I have, fa- Jesse, we've talked about the Axiom helmet. The only helmet, the, the Dallas Cowboys, it's the only way it can be pulled off because I thought Zeke looked kind of cool in that helmet last year. But now as a Patriot, it looks all kinds of awful. I don't know what it is. <laughs> they, they both have silver helmets too. So I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, he, he doesn't look good. He doesn't look, I don't know, the number 15 on him. I, I know he wore that in college. It, it, he just doesn't, I don't know. Not fun. We uh, we also, Devin A-Chain was not a guy that we were super high on. One carry for five yards. And Raheem Mostert, meanwhile, 18, 121, and two touchdowns. Wow. There was a there was actually a kid. I don't think, I'm assuming he was a kid. Uh, was just harassing me nonstop about Devin A-Chain on Instagram. I ended up having to finally block him because I was like, every time I pulled up my phone, there was like him you know, saying something rude or disparaging about us because of, he went to Texas A&M and he was talking about how good Devin A. Chain was. And uh, I don't know. I wonder what, I wonder what he'd be saying right now, (laughs) but, uh, and then Miami, um, those wide receivers are good. Don't you think? Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I do think Waddle supposed to, he, he, I don't remember if he's supposed to miss any time. Hopefully, hopefully not. I know he got uh, a little bit hurt in this one, but I thought he was the guy that stood out the most to me. He looked really good. Uh, this offense is, it's just a fun offense. Raheem Mostert looked awesome in this one. I don't know how much of it you watched, but he looks like the value in drafts right now that you could get. I don't even know if he was getting drafted. I think he was a guy you added off the wave. Well, no, I guess he was getting drafted, but maybe like very last rounds. Right. So. All right, man, let's move on. Uh, let's do Andrew's waivers. Do you got a list of the the waiver pickups that Steven or Steven that Andrew feels like we should look look at this week? Yeah, I'm just going to go through these quick, Jesse, since we're running a little bit long here. Um, Zach Moss, Roshan Johnson, Jerome Ford now with the Nick Chubb injury and, and maybe even Pierre Strong, uh, if you can get him too. Uh, Jaden Reed, Devontae Parker. Parker, I believe, was in on like almost 100% of the snaps for New England, so... I think he's still going to be flex-worthy at times. J Spears, Tutu Atwell, Tank Dell. These are the guys that I think are going to be our top waiver ads this week. And then if you want to take a dart at, like, Sky Moore, you know, because he's with the Chiefs, and then Zay Jones <laughs> because he's with the Jaguars, I think those guys, they're still available in a lot of leagues, so I think you could add those guys as well. And and maybe even Kadarius Toney. Uh, but as soon as you put him in your lineup, he will he will get injured, and you will be upset about it. All right, let's get to some listener questions now. Um, I've got Carson Satterley asks, what do I do after losing Chubb? Well, like we just said, I think you got to add Jerome Ford. Um, And I would, again, I would add someone like uh, Leonard Fournette just in case, because I don't think you'll have to use any fab on him. What what my move would be, use your waiver ad on uh, Ford. And then after waiver's clear, you know, just add, Adam is a free agent, Leonard Fournette, just in case. Gotcha. Because that, like that to me, doesn't that seem like a move that you could see happen? He's the only back I can think of other than Kareem Hunt right now that's just kind of floating out there. Well, so, yeah, and if and if Kareem Hunt, if they didn't end on good terms, like you yeah. said, uh, maybe Fournette's the pick there. Yeah. All right, Daniel Cadenal. Uh, should I go after Jock, Josh Jacobs, Mixon and Devonta for him, or is it too much? Um, I guess he's doing like, is this a buy low situation for Josh Jacobs? I do think J- Josh Jacobs is a buy low. And who are the two players? It was uh, He said Mixon jo- and Devonta for him, or is that too much? Oh, Devonta Smith? Mm-hmm. 
I think that's too much. I think I, should I think Devonta Smith is yeah. legit. Like I think yeah. he is not a sell right now. No, and I and I still think Joe Mixon could be decent. I'd still rather have Josh Jacobs than Joe Mixon. Um, that's paying too much to get Josh Jacobs. Uh, so maybe you, Mixon and and more of a secondary wide receiver. And I would see for it. see if you can get him straight straight up for Mixon right now. Although Mixon's not doing anything either. But yeah, I would try for less than that. But um, I do like Josh Jacobs moving forward. He He's still getting a ton of work, so yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. All right, Nathan Wiseman asks: Are we shooting for uh, Jerome Ford or Matt Breida? Which one do you like? Which situation you like more? Probably, I would rather take a shot on Ford because we know Chubb's out for the entire season, whereas yeah. Saquon Barkley might only be three to four games. So, and I, you know what, we've never really seen Ford given a, a full time workload. I don't think he's going to be a league winner by any means, but we just haven't seen it. We've seen Brita get spots plenty of times before and he never comes through. So I'm less optimistic on Brita. Okay. Danny Bellinger. He's got a, a trade here. Side one, Chase, Ayuk, Mostert and Algier or side two, AJ Brown, Olave, Cook and JSN. Sorry. That's too many pieces, Jesse. I'm going to have to pull that up on my Chase, Ayuk, Mostert and Algier. Uh, side I, I, two is AJ Brown, Olave, Cook, and JSN. I I I'm nervous about Chase and Algier. I think Mostert is a nice value right now. AJ Brown and Olave, Cook, eh, JSN. We're not going to see much out of this year. I don't know. That's kind of a tough one, I guess. Yeah. So Chase, there's too many. I don't understand when ch- trades have this many players involved. <laughs> like they're like swapping half of your draft, you know? Um, right. I'm just going to say right now, looking at it, it feels like a wash to me. It doesn't feel like one side's really winning the, the trade. And when it's like that, I'm like, and it's all moving the same kind of pieces, you know, right. it's not like it's all equal. So I wouldn't do that trade. All right, uh, Brady Wilkin nine. I think I know your answer here, but Najee Harris a dynasty buy? Question mark. I mean, the only way I could say he's sort of a buy is God. I, I wonder how cheap you could get him right now. Um, but he's not really somebody I want. He's an older running back. Uh, he's not a super athletic running back. He's on a team that is now giving a ton of work to um, uh, Jalen uh, Warren, and a team that's offense still isn't that great. So. Uh, only, only if you can get him super cheap. Otherwise I'm not really, I'm really not that interested in him. All right. 365 bears with a Z. Should I trust Kyron to be my set it and forget it? RB two behind Bijan. I don't know. Set it and forget. It's the right word I'd use for that. <laughs> I, uh, RB two doesn't feel right to me, but I could be wrong. I mean, he's, he's looked really good. I'd like to say RB three slash flex and forget it. <laughs> If I could, but, uh, but I don't know. I could, that could prove to be completely wrong. You know, a few weeks from now, uh, we, we've seen running backs like him in the past end up being good for the entire season. So it wouldn't shock me. Ryan Sands burrow for Lamar or hold. Well, I was drafting Lamar over burrow. So, uh, yeah, but I don't think that's getting accepted. No, I don't (laughs) think so. Not anymore. No. Yeah. Okay. Vake. Uh, sorry, Vake. <laughs> Blake VP sixty eight. How's life, Stephen? You know, life's good. You know, life's always better when football's on, don't you think, Jess? I oh, think we I can think both. So. We can both agree on that. I did. Uh, I did start coaching my uh, kids flag football, mm-hmm. and these are these are eight year olds. And Jesse, you know this because I had to call you and be like, help, <laughs> because <laughs> none of the kids have played flag football before. And I'm literally out there like a imagine the football field is a chessboard, and yeah. I'm literally physically moving these kids and trying to place them in spots right before the snap. Um, and so uh, we we just we just lost. Uh, we our first game we lost. We scored two touchdowns. So I was actually pretty proud. But yes. last week uh, we didn't score any points. We couldn't seem to get the handoffs down. A lot of fumbled handoffs and uh, a lot of running the wrong way you know i Mm -hmm. I was screaming go like i was remember uh forrest gump when 
he's running towards the sideline and, and everybody they point. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all pointing. And, and, and then he turns. I, I felt mm-hmm. like I was kind of doing that a lot. So I'm going to take the plays that you sent me and uh, try to get a practice scheduled midweek. Cause we didn't get any practice time in uh, and try to, you know, I, I want us, I want this to be fun for the kids. So we're, we're going to try to bounce back next week. Nice, man. Well, good luck with all that. I I've coached flag football for something like 14 plus years now. So mm. I I've learned a thing or two. I've coached all the way down to five-year-olds is when my son started. So man, that was funny. I have a, I have a video. I'm sure I sent it to you back in the day, but I had told William, uh, I think he was maybe six years old at the time. This was like his second year playing. I told William, I said, you can't run out of bounds. You know, because and I said, see this white line right here. This is the out of bounds line because it's really important in flag football to not run out of bounds because you as long as you stay in bounds, you have a chance to keep going right down the sideline. They're not going to they're not going to deplete you out of bounds. No, they can't. Or it's a penalty. So you stay in bounds. Well, but when you're talking to a six year old, he breaks off on a big, long run. The end zone line is also a white line. So he got to the end zone and then (laughs) turned. (laughs) <laughs> and i was Again, going like 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 forrest gump <laughs> he just like all he had to do was go one more yard to get his first touchdown ever and i'm just screaming will that direction that direction he ran for it must have been a 20 second long play where he juked out every player on their team but he had no idea where to go to actually score a touchdown oh so, god that is so funny i saw so I'll, I'll try and I, find that video and send it to you but i have i have lots of experience with flag football i I'm going to guess because you were probably one of the fastest kids growing up. I'm going to guess Will is as well. One of the you know what's kids. funny? He's actually he's got a lot of Raider, uh, some of the Raider genes coming from my wife's side. He's pretty thick right now. So he's okay. they actually have him at linebacker on our tackle team. And mm. um, he's learning a lot this year. Tackle mm. is I'll tell you right now that I, I, I didn't remember how hard it was as a kid. I, I remembered it being awesome, but man, we got a lot of kids in, we got kids in tears every week. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's kids hit nowadays. They they're getting after it. So oh, you gotta, wow. so you gotta get your kid in it younger, I think younger and younger so that they don't, because otherwise they start and they, they play against kids that have been playing three or four years Man, it's, it's tough. It's tough for them to get up to speed. Um, yeah in the tackle game. So, so it's been interesting, but he's, uh, he's improving greatly improved over the course of the season. And, uh, he's actually, he's going to get a chance to start at running back this week and we'll, I'll send you some highlights, but yeah, I think life's been good for me too, man. I I made some, uh, I made some beer Rita's on Sunday and just had football on the entire day. Oh, you know, this, uh, the Sunday ticket that, you know, I've, I've never had the Sunday ticket because I never had direct TV. Like it was hard to get it in my area. And now that I have it on YouTube, it's life changing. It's uh, it's been amazing. So really enjoying football Sundays. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, that's it for tonight. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday for our NCAA football pod. Uh, we, t- we do a little update on college football, talking about Debbie and dynasty players that we should keep an eye on. And then Friday morning, Steven and I get on for the flex we do starts and sits and talk spreads. My spread advice is never great, but the start sit advice is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you want to contact us directly through social media with questions, uh, we're all on social media on Instagram. Steven is, of course, at Fantasy Guides. I am at Devi Rookie Watch. And when we get Casey back, he runs NFL Cover Zero on Fantasy or on Instagram. For Steven and myself, thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, the best way to help us out is to refer a friend and rate, review, and subscribe. We'll catch you all next week. Thanks a lot. Peace. See you.